New South Wales Police have confirmed they're looking closely at one suspect in the William Tyrrell investigation. As a new search begins New today, Police the New Commissioner South Wales has confirmed a person of interest has been identified as part of the investigation into the disappearance of toddler William Tyrrell. In the last hour or so, the New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller has confirmed that they have identified one suspect, one person of interest, although they are yet to detail exactly who this person is, other than to say that they're investigating investigations are continuing. We're going to be doing some operational activity in the Kendall area over the coming weeks. Um, that's going to involve many hundreds of police officers involved in searching a number of locations. This activity is in response to evidence we've obtained in the course of the investigation. It's not speculative in any way. We're acting on behalf of the coroner and in conjunction with coronial orders. She will be kept updated on, with regard to our progress. There's a large amount of work to be undertaken. We're using specialist areas and people from outside the police force. We're very hopeful that we can bring this matter to some sort of conclusion. Hello and welcome to the Nowhere Child podcast. Some of you will know that we've been working on this case, the disappearance of William Tyrrell, for a very long time, and some of you will be new listeners. If you are a new listener, I recommend you go back to the start of the podcast and start at episode one and follow it from the beginning. But if you're looking for an update, well, you've come to the right place as well. So many of you will know that there is so much going on today. The case seems to have taken a really quite dramatic turn. And others will think, well, we've seen dramatic turns before. I mean, how many times have we been promised or has it been suggested that an arrest is about to be made? I want to go back a little bit to the beginning because I guess everyone's running around today saying the same things that were being said at the beginning. You know, people were saying, well, did he get lost? I think, I think we've established a thousand times that he didn't get lost. Um, he's not, he's not lost in the bush. He didn't fall into a dam. He, he didn't get stuck in a wombat hole. That's not what happened. Something happened to him. And, and logically, we know that whatever happened to him happened to him in that street, in, in Benaroon Drive. You know, if somebody took him or if somebody hurt him, it happened in Benaroon Drive. So it must logically be someone who was in the street on the day. So that's been the big question. The big question has been what could have happened to him on that day? And I guess people have been saying, well, was it his foster parents? Was it his biological parents? Was it one of the neighbours? Was it somebody who happened to be, you know, some random in the street who just saw him running loose? Was it an accident? Did, did he accidentally get run over and did somebody try to cover up the crime for some reason? I mean, why would somebody do that and not call an ambulance? Why did nobody see anything? Why did nobody hear anything? Those are the kinds of questions that, again, people are asking today. Everybody who's listening will probably understand that the level of suppression around this case is greater than it is in almost any other case that I have ever covered. There is so much we are not allowed to say. One of the chief things, of course, was for years we weren't even allowed to tell you that William was a foster child, but everybody knows that now. And everybody also knows that he was with his sister at the time. So let's think about the circumstances and let's think about what police might be doing today. We know they've gone to the house, back to the house. 
it's no longer owned by any member of the family. The house at, at 48 Benaroon Drive was owned by William's foster nana. So he had a foster mum, but they were visiting her mum on the day he disappeared. So he's foster nana. Uh, she lived in the house with her husband. He died, so uh, she was already a widow when William was visiting there that day. And she has since died. She died in March, but she sold the house a long time ago. So there's a new gentleman living there. And my understanding is that about three weeks ago, the police told him that they were going to come and dig up parts of the house. And for sure today, we have seen a lot of police activity at the house in the flower beds below the balcony and elsewhere around the property and also in another location not too far from the property. Now, that tells us that they think that they may find something related to the, to the disappearance of William around the house. Now, there's been some speculation that they're looking at a theory that perhaps William fell from the balcony. The balcony is very high on that house. It's about five metres off the ground. They're looking at a theory that maybe he fell accidentally and was killed and that a cover-up occurred. But there, you know, we don't have any evidence to say whether or not that's true or not. No charge has been laid. We have to be very careful that that's just speculation that you're reading in the media. Because, of course, we know that the foster parents have said that that's not what happened. As far as they understand, William was abducted. William was taken from the grounds around the house. For sure, we know that police are now looking for William's remains. And that, to me, has been one of the most distressing things about the, the recent developments because until now, I've believed, and I think other people have believed, that there was always a chance that William might be found alive. Um, I know that that seems fantastic to some people because, you know, it's been seven years since he went missing and he would be 10 years old, very different from the three-year-old boy who went missing in the, in the Spider-Man suit. But, I mean, I guess until there is a body, until you find something like a, uh, some trace of him, his shoes or his Spider-Man suit, you, you hold out some hope that he might be alive. Um, but the police have said that we are looking for remains, which is an awful, an awful term, but uh, it means for skeletal remains. They are not expecting that they will find him alive. I think another thing that we need to kind of talk about a little bit is the case of Cleo Smith in WA because a lot of the things that the police did in the case in WA should have been done when William first went missing. So Cleo Smith was taken from a tent uh, where she was camping with her parents um, and she was found in a house um, in her hometown 18 days later, alive. Remember that? My, my name is Cleo. Um, and they described her as alive and well, which was just dramatically wonderful. But a lot of the things that the police did when Cleo first went missing weren't done when William went missing. So with Cleo, they sealed the campsite straight away. They emptied out all the rubbish bins and took all the rubbish and DNA tested it and fingerprinted it so they could figure out who was there. They went around, you know, picking up Coke cans and cigarette butts off the ground. They took tyre prints. They took the number plates of all the cars that were in the campsite. They downloaded the data from the mobile phone tower and then they kind of harassed everybody whose phone had pinged off that tower. What were you doing there? What's your excuse for doing for being there? They talked to everybody who'd been at the campsite. Now, they took it seriously as an abduction from the very first moment. They offered a million-dollar reward and they did all those important things. In the William case, it was different 
When he first went missing, the police assumed he was lost because he didn't live there. He didn't know the area. It's very bushy. He perhaps wandered off and got lost. And so they ran a large-scale search. And the search involved horses. It involved dogs. It involved the SES. There were people on, you know, from the Pony Club. There were people from the Surf Life Saving Club. Hundreds of people, literally hundreds of people, walked through the scene of what we assume now was a crime and they left their DNA and they ruined whatever DNA would be there and people put out their wheelie bins and they left in utes with tarpaulins on them and uh, bins were not checked. There were searches done of, for example, cubby houses under trampolines, you know, placing caravans where a little boy might go, but not in the forensic way that we saw in WA. So there has always been the suggestion about the William case that if something happened to him in the street, and we know that it did, then the evidence was lost because of that early sort of situation. Now, there's because there's been a lot of speculation today around whether or not, I mean, who is a person of interest? Now, this is a really interesting question because when the coroner opened an inquiry into William's disappearance, the council assisting made very, very clear and we should all make very clear in our minds that you can be a person of interest and it doesn't make you a suspect. It's different. So a person of interest is simply someone that police are trying to rule out. And what police have said, or, or well, what the media have said today is um, police are looking again at the foster parents as as persons of interest, which means we're trying to rule them out again which means we're going back to the day that William disappeared and we're trying to figure out what happened. Now, um, there were three people on the site, at the house, shall we say, when William disappeared. We know that William's foster dad left the house and went away to make a work call where he could get better internet. Now, we know that because that call has been verified. So all that computer data downloading and stuff that you'd expect to see, we know that. We know he left. We've seen his car on the CCTV. We know that he made that call. We know that he dropped in at the pharmacy to pick up a script. We know that he picked up the paper. So we know he wasn't there. So who was left at the house? There was William. There was his sister, who we can't name. William was three and his sister was four. And then there was William's foster mum and her mum. And the foster mum has said, we were sitting out on the back deck, not the high balcony, not the one that's five metres tall, the low balcony at the back that's only two steps down to the grass. We were playing with some dice and also some pencils and William started to play a game that he called Daddy Tiger. And she said that he was running around the garden, roaring like a tiger. He ran around the corner of the house, so he was out of her line of sight and she couldn't see him again after that. She searched around in the house with him, don't be silly, where are you, make yourself known, and, and they and they never found him and no one has ever seen him since. Now, we've taken it, we know that a statement was taken from William's foster mum and that has always been her story. And a statement was taken from William's foster nana too. And I've got a little bit of that here for you. So she said um, that William was being extremely boisterous um, that he's quite a masculine child. And she said that he was playing with the dice, but he soon lost interest in the, in the dice and he, he jumped around. He had his Spider-Man costume on. He was full of beans, jumping out of his skin with energy. He started roaring like a tiger. He lost interest in the dice, she says that again, and ran down the two small steps on the back patio onto the grass 
and ran around the right side of the house to the front and that was the last time I saw him. So that's her statement. But there's also a statement from William's sister who was only four years old at the time. There were two interviews with William's sister shortly after he went missing. Now the first time uh, a local constable, Wendy Hudson, came to the house and talked to him and said, you know, what happened? And she explained the same story. She said the same story. We were playing around the garden and then he disappeared. Now, the next day on the 15th of September 2014, they decided that they would do another interview with her and they brought in Senior Constable Deborah Nelson from the Port Macquarie Police Station. And I have got a little bit of that. So she said, okay, do you remember yesterday I spoke to you about William? And William's sister replies, yes. And you told me some stuff about William and what happened. You told me he was wearing a Spider-Man outfit and running around. Did you say he was a tiger or a lion? A tiger. A tiger. Can you show me where he was playing like a tiger? Okay. At this point, she leads police around towards the back deck where she had been doing her drawing and where her foster mum says she was sitting having a cup of tea. And she says he was playing there on the balcony. Now remember that word, balcony. She says balcony, but she doesn't mean the high balcony that's five metres off the ground. She means the low deck, and we know that because the police officer asks her, says, when you say the balcony, is that what you call that thing there? And points to the low deck. And she says, oh, yes, that one. I call that the balcony. And then the police officer says, what happened next? And she says, he went off to find Daddy's car. Now, by Daddy's car, she means her foster dad's car because, of course, as we've explained, he went off and they're expecting him to come back. And so then she says, okay, can you show me where? And she says, here. Was there anyone else here? Mummy and Nana. Your Mummy and Nana, where was Mummy? Here on the chairs with Nana. On that chair, where was Nana? Because I can see there's two chairs. Nana was on one and Mummy was on one. And what were you doing on the veranda? Playing. What were you playing? Um, drawing. You were playing drawing, were you? Hmm. And you said William was playing like, like a tiger. A tiger. Can you show me how he was playing like a tiger? Um, he kneels down on the ground and then he says, Roar! Okay. And then he went around there. Do you know why he went around there? There's no reply recorded. You don't know? No. All right. Well, that's what I wanted to know. What happened after he went around there? Mum and Nana were there? I don't know. And when you couldn't find him, what happened next? We couldn't. We were looking for him. We couldn't. Can you show me where you looked for him? Here and everywhere there. Did you look for him? Yes. Where did you look? Everywhere. Can you show me where? Yes, down there and down there, down there and down there. Okay. And could you find him? No. Okay. Has William ever gone to look for Daddy before? Yes. But he hasn't run off. And that's close to the end of her statement. There's a little bit more. But that, again, is a clear reminder of what the three people who are at the house, the foster nana, the foster mum, and William's own sister, 
full biological sister, say happened on the day. Now we know from the reports in the media the police have returned to the house and they're testing all of those conditions again. They're testing every theory again. And so far, that's all we know. Except for this, everybody wants this case resolved. The cards will fall where they fall, but we need an answer. It doesn't really matter how the case concludes. We have to find out what happened, and we mustn't be scared of confronting the truth. Thank you for listening to the Nowhere Child podcast. We will continue to provide updates as we get them. doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.